Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Night dead at the age of 83. It is the top story probably in America, considering the impact on college basketball and the impact culturally. It certainly is a top story here. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Of course, the war continues in Israel. The latest that the IDF has targeted 11,000 Hamas sites. That's 11,000. And they are not done. And it is very obvious that even though Joe Biden despicably causes for a humanitarian pause, which gives aid and comfort to Hamas, a terrorist organization, it's it's shameful. There is no uh, questioning this. Despicable, disgusting from Joe Biden. I think it was the New York Post who put out the editorial, don't go wobbly now, Joe. He did. He's not strong. He's not a leader. He's disgusting. I, I, I will say it again. I don't, I, I am asked more than any other question I am ever asked, uh, uh, why do Jews vote for liberals? And there's a whole series of theories. I'm an American. My country comes first. And for that alone, I'm not voting for Joe Biden. But if you were to argue that Jews understand a value to Israel, there is no possible reason to vote for Joe Biden. And yes, if Trump's the nominee, Trump's better than Joe Biden. And any Democrat who says otherwise is a liar and is providing aid and comfort to the enemy. You want me to prove it? I'm happy to do it. That's how disgusted I am with Joe Biden. But Benjamin Netanyahu has said clearly, this will not stop. Hamas must be destroyed. And on top of all of that, in case you just didn't have enough to think about, you've got the United States and China engaging in nuclear talks. The reporting from the Wall Street Journal is that there's going to be a conversation with China on nuclear arms control. Because they're trying to figure out how to keep China and Russia from trying to engage in some level of arms race. As both are quasi-working together because they see now is their time. But the truth is demographics say now has to be their time. And they can only get their time if we're out of time. Thus this conversation is going to take place We will see what comes of it. 
And then we'll see who listens to it, which is a whole nother conversation altogether. It's one thing to say, hey, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. It's another thing to realize that only one side does something about it and another side doesn't care. Meanwhile, take a look at your eye drops because maybe the FDA is telling you don't use them because you can go blind or worse. It is a crazy story not getting enough coverage. I have got the full breakdown coming up. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. In my entire adult life, I've never used the expression game face. So I have no idea what it means or what you're supposed to do. This eyedrop story is maddening. Tony Katz, good to be with you. The story is that the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, has now put 27 eyedrops on a list of recalled products, potentially dangerous products, sold at Walmart, sold at Rite Aid, sold at Target, a host of places. The issue being a problem with the actual facility that does the manufacturing. The problem is leading not to just eye irritation, but possible blindness and death. Dr. Brad Sutton joins us right now, clinical professor at the Indiana University School of Optometry and chief of service at the Indianapolis Eye Care Center. Appreciate you taking the time to be with us. When were you first notified of this potential issue and what actually is the potential problem? Yeah, thanks for having me on this morning. You know, a little bit of background. A couple of months ago, there was actually um, a similar type of a situation with some less common um, artificial tears and over-the-counter homeopathic products where um, several people around the world were actually blinded by contaminated products. And as you had mentioned, a couple of them actually died because the infection in the eye got into the bloodstream and they ended up dying from, you know, basically from sepsis. Those products were being produced at a plant in uh, India, and it was found that the manufacturing uh, process was just extremely non-sterile, you know, just very poor manufacturing. And so what we're running uh, into here is that the FDA was uh, examining a plant just sort of normally like they usually do, and they found, again, you know, some processes where there were bacteria, where there shouldn't be bacteria, some non-sterile conditions. So in an abundance of caution, they have pulled all of these different products that were produced at that particular plant. And so unlike the earlier situation, Tony, where people were, you know, were blinded and having issues and dying, that was then backtraced to the plant. This was more proactive. So, you know, a few weeks ago, this information came out that there was a plant that, you know, problems were found with sterility, bacterial presence, and therefore they went and, and, and put a recall on all of the drops that had been produced at that plant. Then let's ta- us take a step back before we go forward. You brought up artificial tears. Is there an actual yeah. difference in the product between an eye drop and an artificial tear? Well, an eye drop, you know, an eye drop is just a generic term for any kind of eye drop, right? Whether it's medication, whatever. Artificial tear is an eye drop that is specifically just made to, you know, lubricate the eye, you know, so it doesn't really have ingredients that are medications, they're always over the counter, et cetera. And so what we ran into in this particular situation was there were, you know, sort of generic artificial tears that were being sold. You mentioned 
um, you know, the, the retailers. And that's what made this one kind of a problem is that there were such common retailers, you know, right? Target, CVS, Walmart. And they were all being manufactured at this particular plant where the problems were found. So the difference here is that there have not been any reports of these eye drops actually causing problems. It was kind of the reverse, where the plant was found to have a problem, so they went and recalled the drops. Talking to Dr. Brad Sutton, clinical professor at the Indiana University School of Optometry, chief of service at the Indianapolis Eye Care Center. They found bacteria, which is, by the way, something you don't want to find. What was the bacteria? What can that bacteria do? I don't think they necessarily said specifically what bacteria they found, um, but I'll give you an example. The earlier one from a few months ago uh, was a bacteria called Pseudomonas, which can create a very severe ocular infection that can actually melt through the ocular tissue, usually the cornea, and that's how the, the systemic situations occurred that led to death. So if it was a similar bacteria, then certainly, yeah, very, very significant. When you contaminate an eye drop with bacteria, of course, then every time you put that drop in your eye, you're, you're delivering a bacterial load. And if your body's own defenses are intact, usually you're fine. You know, it's not going to create a problem. But if you have any little abraded area or area where the surface defenses of the tissue have been disrupted, then that, then that infection can take hold. You you discussed the difference between the two things. What was found in this plant in India, because it was traced back because it had already gone out to the people, and then what a check in the United States in our system um, uh, then saw and said, hey, let's stop putting these things out. I think the bigger question is, how does the bacteria get into the plant in the first place? Yeah, good question. I mean, you know, bacteria are ubiquitous, right? I mean, they're all around us. They're everywhere. And so that's why the manufacturing processes have to have such a strict uh, sterility process, right, to, to not contaminate the, the lines of production, to not contaminate, you know, nozzles that deliver, you know, product, et cetera. And so those bacteria are everywhere. They're being carried in by people. They're being carried in on products and things. And so it's just a matter of having processes in place that keep them from, you know, contaminating areas that they're not supposed to be in. So now what comes next? So they they find this, they're like, hey, we got to work on this. Is it like in the world of baby formula, which was fascinating to learn when we had the shortage of baby formula, which I should argue that we still in many cases do, that a tremendous amount of the baby formula in America is made in only just a few spots. Is that true of of eye drops and, and artificial tears as well to where a shutdown here causes a lack of them on the store shelves? Yeah, not to that degree. There's many more manufacturing facilities, you know, in the U.S. and around the world. Um, So, yeah, not to the degree that we have with the baby formula, for sure. So now that it's found, is this every every plant in in the world is taking a look at this or this is something that's easily fixed? And then when put to the shelves, how do people feel safe with using them? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I think plants are probably taking much greater scrutiny right now, given that this is, you know, back-to-back situations that have occurred. You know, they, they take the processes really seriously. And outside the United States, sometimes not as much as we might hope, you know, depending upon where the manufacturing facility is. Um, I would think this has certainly made, you know, manufacturing facilities take notice and, and maybe be a little bit more cautious. But there are routine inspections, especially in the United States. So if a plant's in the U.S., there are routine inspections that the, you know, the FDA will, will conduct 
that just are, are there looking for the sterility and stuff in these manufacturing processes. And so there doesn't have to be necessarily a problem reported to have the plant inspected. Those plants undergo regular inspections. And so, you know, what the FDA did here is said, hey, look, you know, these, we could potentially have a problem based upon what we found in the plant. So all of those big retailers have pulled these products from their shelves. And so basically now it was just a matter of getting the word out to the public to say, hey, if you happen to have these already in your possession, if they're one of these, you know, 27 different drops that we've mentioned here, you probably don't want to use those. So what are you telling your patients? It's okay if it's on the shelf, you're, you're fine. Are you telling them to look at uh, UPC codes? What do you suggest? Yeah, a little bit of that. And we've had a lot of patients coming in quite concerned, even with the one beforehand, you know, because that was really publicized because of the blindness and the death. And so, you know, patients are coming in like, I've been afraid to use my artificial tears because everything that I've been seeing. So a couple of things that I will typically tell them. Number one is we haven't had issues with any of the branded tear products, you know, so the big artificial tear lines, your refresh, sustain, Theratears, those type of branded tiers that aren't really sold, you know, generically through different retailers, but they have their brand name. We've had no issues with any of those. And then I always just tell them, hey, if you're concerned, look at the product that you have at home and see if it matches any of the ones that have been recalled. And we have a list of all those here that we can hand out to the patient. And then we just assure them that if, you know, if you have that, throw it away. If you haven't had a problem yet, you're not going to develop one now. You know, you would have done it by now. And then just get rid of that. And then here you can use these branded tier product samples that we give you here. Dr. Brad Sutton, clinical professor at the Indiana University School of Optometry and chief of service at the Indianapolis Eye Care Center. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us and break that down. Look at here. Look at here. Bobby Knight just threw his chair. Clear across the free throw lane. And I think uh, Fred Unbelievable. Jackson. Picked up another T. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Dow futures up 170. NASDAQ futures up 159. While rates holding where they are, certainly going to make people happy on uh, Wall Street because the Fed did not increase interest rates. That um, federal funds rate is still staying between five and a quarter and five and a half. That doesn't mean they won't raise those rates in the future. And one should expect that that will happen. That's what I'm expecting. People who are pushing the idea that 2024 interest rates will go down and 2025 will be in the five and a half percent. Um, uh, sure. I hope you're right. I just don't believe that you are. And I certainly would not do anything that that plans that way. I wouldn't. But uh, I, I'm I am not I am not you. By any stretch. Also, uh, the CEO of Target discussing how shoppers are pulling back on everything, including groceries. So one could ask the question where they're buying their groceries, right? Exactly where is that that happening? If they're not buying them at Target, is it that they're not buying as much or is is it that they're not going to Target at all? 
Remember, these are the people who decided they were going to show their pride by selling your uh, children bathing suits where they can tuck their private parts. So has there been a follow-up to that that has been sustained? That means that there's less people buying in general. I don't have that answer. I do not have that answer. I am mostly curious about it. About how that plays out. Now, as we often do uh, on a Thursday, the, right, the world is crazy, but we don't have to be. We say it all the time. We take a moment to relax, and we utilize the TK Thursday music moment. Sponsorships now available. We've got a war going on between Israel and a terrorist organization that not only wants to destroy Israel, but wants to destroy the United States. We have a southern border that is completely porous. We have an ever-growing threat regarding China, and one has to assume that is going to lead to it trying to overtake Taiwan again sooner rather than later, now that the U.S. has certainly got its uh, priorities in a whole bunch of places. That's they're going to be their take. You have Ukraine taking on Russia that still exists. You have the idea that we got lied to about COVID and kids' education has been screwed. The list goes on and on. There's a lot. You're not crazy. There's a lot. My point is, the world is crazy. We do not have to be. So we take a moment. We play some music, we roll down the windows, we step outside, or we take a, 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 a step away from the insanity, and we take a breath. I was trying to find something that would connect with the death of Bob Knight. I couldn't really do it. I couldn't find something. I even looked up, you know, Bob Knight's songs. Like, did he ever mention a favorite song? I could not find it. The only thing that seemed to connect with me was 1968. And the first time I think I'm doing a Beatles song. Because George Harrison's While My Guitar Gently Weeps is to me one of the best Beatles songs ever created. And certainly as we've seen covers of it. And I've, and I've shared some of that. That was the song that hit me. But producer Jonathan said, no, 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 Tony, you got to play Frank. I'm like, I got to play Frank Sinatra? I'll play Frank Sinatra anytime. And the reason you got to play Frank, according to producer Jonathan and his Shooting the Schmidt podcast, is that this is the song he played when he broke the record for most wins. I'll take your word for it. Because anytime I can play some Frank, I'm in. And a little my way. Enjoy, everybody. And now the end is near. And so I face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case 
of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I traveled each and every highway and more much more than this I did it my I've had a few But then again Too few to mention I did What I had to do Saw it through Without exemption I planned Each charted course Each careful step along the byway And more, much more than this I did it my way Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew one time that 
that said, why had, uh, why had he become so popular after he became 85? And he said, because I outlived all those son of a that didn't like me. Congresswoman Kat Kamek scheduled to be with me on Tony Katz today at noon. We were going to talk to her last week, but then the House scheduled votes. And, well, that was the end of that. She went and did her job, whatever. Tony Katz. 93 WIBC. Good morning. Uh, in Canada, uh, they've got some new vaccines, you know, for kids. Today I'm here to talk to you about Health Canada's authorization of the new Moderna Spikevax COVID-19 vaccine targeting the Omicron XBB 1.5 subvariant. We've authorized this vaccine for people six months of age and older. The vaccine- uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you say six months of age or older? Six months? The vaccine was authorized after an independent and thorough scientific review for safety, efficacy, and quality. After assessing all the data, we've concluded that there is strong evidence showing that the benefits of this vaccine outweigh the potential risks. Individuals who are five years of age and older should receive one dose of the vaccine, regardless of their COVID-19 vaccination history. And children between six months and four years of age should receive two doses if they have not previously been vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine. And if they have been previously vaccinated with one or more doses, they should receive a single dose. She's saying this while she's wearing a mask. Oh, Canada. See, see, people have been doing it wrong for years. They've been going, oh, Canada. That's not how it's supposed to go. It's supposed to go, oh, Canada. With just a just a hint of disdain and a bit of good humor. You're just, good Lord, we really are in the hard times, aren't we? I will catch you guys at noon. Kendall and Casey are up next right now.